Welcome to the Social Pod, a podcast brought to you by Socknet 98, a network of universities sharing the common interest for social work in an international perspective. In our episodes, you will hear from students around the world studying social work and interviews and lectures from our international university weeks. And welcome to this episode of The Social Pod. And right now we are going to make an episode where we're going to talk about the title of the episode is going to be The Making of an International Course During COVID. And uh, to start off the introduction, uh, where we're sitting, and just let's say that first, where are we sitting? We are sitting in at California State University, Dominguez Hills. People around the world might not know where Dominguez Hills is. It is in Los Angeles, California, United States. Carson. Yes. Wow. The city of Carson. <laughs> city southern of... California. Sunny Southern California. Oh, yes. yeah. So so that's where we are at physically right now. And uh, introduction, me, my, myself, is uh, my name is Steiner Rikolt. I'm an assistant professor at University of Southeastern Norway. And to the left of me is... Hi, I'm Hannah Wynn. I'm an associate professor at Cal State Dominguez Hills in the Department of Human Services. Great. And I'm Annalyn Valdez Zadia. I'm also an assistant professor here at Dominguez Hills. Uh, my background is actually in public health, but I have been welcomed into the Department of Human Services, which has been fantastic. Yay! Great. And I'm Sarah Underwood, uh, an assistant professor here at CSUDH. Uh, my background is in social work as a clinical social worker. And uh, during my stay right here now, because I'm visiting you guys from Norway, is that mm-hmm. you guys use a lot of abbreviations. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so to, throughout this uh, this podcast, let's try to keep the abbreviation Perfect. to the minimum. Yeah. And I'll just yeah. put up my hand if there's something that I don't <laughs> understand. Got it. <laughs> the background for us sitting right here now is that uh, I think it, it's almost one and a half, half year ago, or maybe one year ago, we started writing on uh, me, me and uh, Professor Fufan was uh, writing an uh, application for granting because we wanted more students to travel from, uh, from Norway to visiting you guys, doing internships, and we also wanted to do it the opposite way around having your students traveling to Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so we applied for funding from the Norwegian uh, Directorate for <coughs> Higher Education and Skills. We applied for 3 million Norwegian crowns. That translates uh, around 300,000 uh, US dollars mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. euros. I think there's almost the same right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. That's yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. I know. And the goal of that project was uh, to make more students travel to get more uh, social, uh, students of social work, travel, to get more of the staff, faculty meeting, meeting each mm-hmm. other. Uh, and that's what we started with. Or actually, we couldn't start with that. The first thing that we needed was actually to have something for your students coming to Norway to learn. Mm-hmm. Because back in Norway, all of the, all, all of the classes in, is in, in Norwegian. So that was a big problem. We needed to make a course that was in English. So your student can understand what we're talking about. <laughs> that would be ideal, unless you have a quick course on Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, that would be problematic. Yeah. So what we started with, what actually the, the first thing when we got the grant, we needed to make a course. We needed to make something that your student could take when you're visiting us. And we also needed a course for our own students to get these international perspectives on social work. So we started doing this in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, I never met you guys before. Yeah, I met you guys a week ago, and we were working on a project for one year. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Do you guys remember the first meeting? Yes. Yes. Uh, just over a week, under a week ago, I think, actually. I'm at the first. Like the oh, first, first Zoom, Zoom, Zoom meeting. Ooh. Yeah. That was September, right? When yeah. was that first meeting, Steiner? Might be in September, yeah. I remember it in September. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. remember having to get up early because it's night for you guys, and I was like 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so the time difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Who are these people from Norway, and why are they making me get up at it? <laughs> ungodly hours <laughs> oh yeah and i was uh, working late yes. very late mm-hmm. i yes. remember I, I had to stay at the university uh, campus because i was trying to get in that kind of work mood yeah mm. and i think it was uh, like seven eight eight in the afternoon yeah back in norway yeah so so i remember that any other first impressions i think my first thing was like how are we gonna make this happen yeah oh, and why why were we thinking of that? I mean, we were in the middle of a pandemic, right? So we were still trying to figure out how to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are these invitations to do this project. And I mean, Stoner, I have to say, you really kept perspective because you're like, we're going to push forward. We're going to make this happen, right? And then here we are on this side. I think we were struggling quite a bit in the States at that time with yeah. mm-hmm. the numbers spiking mm-hmm. and so uncertain, right? But we still came to that Zoom and there were a lot of people. Would you say over 10 of us? 10, 12. Uh, the, the total project group, including everybody, is, is about 15, 16 people. Yeah. 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 And it was our first time meeting, too. So I think my initial reaction was like, how are we going to make this happen, <laughs> first of uh, all? So I think there's a lot of the unknown Yeah. walking into it. Yeah. And that, that feeling sat, you know, with me. Um, but I think the nice thing is... And being social workers, too, I think we always say you got to sit with ambiguities. And I, I think... What does that, that mean? You know, uncertainties oh, yeah. when you don't know what to expect. Things unfold. There's crisis all the time or you just don't know what's going to happen. I think it really helped to keep that perspective because yeah. we all came and really showed up every time we met. And mm-hmm. that gave me the assurance, like, we're, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was also it. just so hard because... We all felt disconnected. I know I did at least. Um, mm-hmm. Anna Lynn and I, our offices are next to each other. So yeah. we went from seeing each other all the time to we'd been in September, it'd been a year mm-hmm. almost where we, had, we hadn't seen each nope. other in person. Not at all. Uh, you know, a lot of us, if our family's any distance, we hadn't seen family. So it was weird trying to start forging connections with... <laughs> Someone around the globe? Yeah, with people <laughs> around the globe. And um, Hannah was part of, you know, the, the grant team. But I think for Anna Lynn and I, it was just mm-hmm. like, we're showing up and uh, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. I'm making a connection with people I've never met when, yeah. like, Anna Lynn and I haven't had a chat in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was, again, just totally reorienting ourselves to trying to form connections and again with this kind of gelatinous blob of a project (laughs) that was we were like well what is it and everyone's kind of looking at it like it's a blob it will eventually be something it'll get there but right now everyone's like but what is it gonna be Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so so that was kind of me too i was anxious I was afraid, but I was actually kind of excited because we had been in this year of Zoom already. So I was excited for the fact that we were meeting with 
Norwegians. We were conducting something. We were creating something internationally over microphones, <laughs> over oh, yeah. computers, and it was just exciting for me too, uh, because my my master's was in international health. So this idea for me personally was, finally, I get to do something with that degree and doing something internationally. Granted, it's not mm -hmm. in public health, but it's still connected to social work. And so that was exciting for me just to be able to, one, learn what is this whole project about and how am I going to contribute to it? How am I going to help it along? And, you know, what is my role to facilitating that? So it was exciting, mm -hmm. but kind of scary because we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but very exciting, I, I want to say. I want to emphasize that because we were in this pandemic and how do you create these programs in a pandemic? And I just wasn't sure how to do it, let alone create a curriculum. Sure. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and also one thing that I was thinking, thinking about was, uh, and because looking back on it right now, I think this was crazy to start up this kind of project during the <laughs> pandemic. But, but, but I also remember I additionally, I, I didn't want to like order or just say I want it this way or this way or this way because these kind of projects are a developmental project. You guys know what you want. You might know what you want. You have ideas. So it's not like we are going to make this in the next couple of weeks. We are going to develop this slowly. And I just remember, I think it was two weeks. No, no, uh, maybe one month uh, after we started the project. I, I told my colleagues back in Norway, if the whole project stops right now, that's okay. Because we have learned so much during the first time. <laughs> you remember what we were talking about the first times? Uh, I think we just got down to work and was just like, okay, let's break into group based on interest and start discussing what we're mm -hmm. going to do for each module. Yeah, so we had a module to work on, right. but even then it was a vague idea, this concept uh -huh. of what each module was supposed to look yeah. like. And we were all still trying to figure out, okay, so how, how do we want, how do we envision each module developing, yeah. right? And, and during that time, I figured out that we need to also talk about what, what, what is learning, how do we teach? What are your everyday? What are you doing? We started talking about how many hours of lecturing do we do? Are we using flipped classroom? Are we taking using breakout group, breaking the groups out, not breakout groups in Zoom? But are <laughs> we making them? How do we teach? And how many credits? We we're talking about that. Yeah, how, that how much curriculum for one week or one course? And then suddenly realizing I'm talking about courses in Norway to being one whole semester, the same big group, like 80 students for one semester. I'm meeting them every other day or something like that. And you guys have individual classes. So yeah. we're teaching in different kind of ways. So mm -hmm. that was my idea that even, even though this stuff now, I've learned so much regarding how we are teaching. Yeah, I think there was a lot about just um, students and teaching and not just the differences in how kind of university is designed, but what do students expect from university? How much guidance or lack thereof are they expecting? Um, I, that was definitely kind of a big part of the beginning was just talking about not how are we going to physically, you know, structure it in terms of what are we doing with students, where are they going to be when, but the the concept of what's the course about, what are these modules about, like Annalyn said, kind of defining it, but also just what are Norwegian students doing to prep oh, yeah. for class versus what are our students doing? And there's mm -hmm. similarities, you know, we make a lot of jokes about 
did you do the reading? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And, um, but there's, I think just such a difference, even in meeting now, skipping ahead a little oh, with yeah. the, with your students. Um, I think there's just such a different approach sometimes because especially, um, Dominguez Hills, we have a lot of students who don't have background in university who have never felt like they have a right to an education, especially. Um, and I think that there's that idea of how do you teach all these different students using the same content and the same ideas with just where their heads are coming from, uh, what their expectations are for education. Yeah. I, th I think initially I felt like it was a cultural immersion experience for me at least, and I'm so grateful that your team speaks English oh, because yeah. I don't know how I would even learn Norwegian to, or to do this in another language. Like mad respect for your team. That's all I have to say because even then we're speaking the same language, right? But I think we, I, I personally had to kind of undo my um, notion or assumptions around teaching and delivery or even content, right? So when we got into the split up into the modules, I don't know about yours, but I think some of us were like, oh, well, first let's step back because yeah. ours is on like mental health service mm -hmm. delivery. Well, what does that mean when oh, yeah. you say mental health in the Norwegian context versus mm -hmm. the U.S.? And I think we, Sinar, you and I recently had a oh, conversation yeah. around what does that even mean when you say ethnic specific service delivery? Because mm -hmm. um, that that is something that I do and I'm so comfortable with but I think it was so refreshing right for yeah. someone else to say wait wh what do you mean we oh, yeah. we don't really um, we haven't quite explored that yet you know so I think part of that initial conversation was really understanding the the norms and and the way things are done in each of our contexts. Yeah, because you because <laughs> before because I asked those questions mm -hmm. and I I just remember I have to feel comfortable with or not being afraid to ask those questions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's so easy when a when a lot of academic academics is just sitting there and everybody should be like showing off on how mm -hmm. smart we are and stuff like that yeah. and suddenly so like no one wants to put up their hands just like what is that. Mm -hmm. What are, what are you saying now? I don't understand this. Yeah. But it, a lot of co because of the language barrier, I'm just uh, trying to figure out what you, what words to use for the module <laughs> or the course. What is the right English word? <laughs> yeah, we speak English, and, mm -hmm. and most of my staff uh, speak uh, English on an okay level. But but there's a huge differences, and mm -hmm. we're also talking about pretty sophisticated stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you're we you're too humble. You're beyond okay. Okay, thanks. your English is like better than mine too. Serious. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think though that that's one of the things that's been really cool for us, um, being a already diverse group here on the Dominguez Hills, and oh, yeah. um, Hannah grew up in Vietnam. Annalyn is. I'm Filipino, but I grew up here in Southern California, so I'm. I actually grew up in this area, Dominguez Hills yeah, area. So. But with first-gen parents. With first-gen mm -hmm. parents. Um, I'm nth generation, but I'm married <laughs> to um, an immigrant. And I think it's just been so interesting and also felt so natural um, in, in my experience, just because we do have that. Ex we have a lot of students who English also isn't their first language. Yeah, right. And it's been nice, and I... 
I've never felt like, oh, this is so frustrating. Like they don't speak good enough English. I've never right. felt that because yeah. that's part of our lives too is um, that interpreting and that how do I explain this in a different mm-hmm. way? How can I make sure that the people around me understand because I want them to be on board. And so as much as I know I have felt like an, a true American that's just like, <laughs> why can't everyone just speak English? Like, we're not learning Norwegian. Like I'm exactly, yeah. I'm struggling to gain a second language as it is, but it's the whole international perspective has just been so nice and felt, I think like a really natural fit for us as a diverse group, as a group that has asked those questions of like, why is it different this way? Why um, do we need ethnic specific like delivery Mm -hmm. systems? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? And I think that's something that's made us feel comfortable with the Norway end. And I hope made you guys feel comfortable with us because no shade on Norway, pretty homogenized. Oh yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So I, I think that's something else that we're bringing is not just one perspective of like, well, this is the U.S., but we're like, well, it is, but like, it's also not because we can talk about experience of first generation immigrants, second generation immigrants, people who have moved around the country. Um, And I think that's something that has been really neat to discover. And especially with you guys finally being here. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Discovering and talking with you guys because that's one disadvantage i will say with covid is we're all so busy yeah we all hate being on zoom meetings or teams i have i had grown to resent my computer at home oh, yeah. um but we never really just had that chatting over dinner no. and socializing and i think getting to actually meet you guys in person has brought such a different dimension oh, yeah. um to my understanding of the project mm-hmm. i i know on mm-hmm. On my level at least yeah no because a lot of the stuff that you're saying now to actually be able to communicate in on that level that we are right now you need to trust each other you need to not be afraid to actually say i don't understand that mm-hmm. can you please say that one one more time it's a great point you're making that in in the population you have here that is actually something of everyday life but i know that most of my staff just thinks that no i need to be a higher level to actually even be in a meeting for example if mm-hmm. we're going to speak english But that's the thing, too. I think that, you know, I will say in the time of COVID, especially that you miss is just that chatting. Um, Like I was saying earlier, when we started this project, I hadn't just had a casual conversation with Hannah and Anna Lynn in a year Mm -hmm. because they've got kids. They're busy. I'm not going to be like, hey, do you want to get on Zoom to just like (laughs) hang out? No one wants to do that. So. You know, I think that's one thing that the actual, not just being online international, because that's easy. The travel is the hard part. And I think that that adds such a dimension to it of, especially with us reopening and in this kind of everything looks different mindset. It's so cool to have you guys here because Mm -hmm. we come to it differently than I think we would have pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, we're all trying to remember how to be humans in public and wear like real shoes and uh, hard <laughs> pants, as some people call them. Um, so actually get ready in the morning. <laughs> I know, like not five minutes before class, but like actually put my face on, leave the house. And it's like, what am I doing? But it's so cool because we, we've had that reset kind of. 
And even though it's been, I'm not gonna lie, exhausting, it's been so good having you guys here because again, post COVID, we're all coming back to humanity with this totally different view on how we interact. And that socialization, and like I said, not just being, we need to be at that higher level, we're in a meeting, we need to be formal, but being able to be like, no, like, come come see my house, my parents are here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and just hanging out over dinner and talking about kids and family and the stuff you don't talk about in online meetings because it's like, no, we're getting this module done. <laughs> we are focusing, we're getting out of here, nobody wants to be here more time than we have to. Yeah. Um, there's just such a dimension to it. But, but, but after Corona, after COVID, are we still going to do this? We, we are going to have a Zoom meeting. Uh, I think it's uh, in a couple of weeks' time. We will. But I think, again, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm more excited to have it now that I've yeah. met you um, than I probably would have been had I not <laughs> spent time uh, yeah. with folks just because it's, it's online dating. Right. Like that's a bad example, but it's that idea of like mission oriented versus you finally meet someone and then it's like, oh, this person's totally different than I thought in this case in excellent ways. Um, It's reaffirming some of these. Yeah. Questions or. But but actually there's a couple of people you might don't know this, but there's a couple of people on the Norwegian team that I'd never met either. Like oh, who? Really? Yeppe, he's from Denmark. Wait, you've never <laughs> met Yeppe? I've never met Yeppe. But you guys talk like you know each other. Yeah. Yeah, I only met him in this project. Oh, really? <laughs> so only no by way. Zoom and... Only by Zoom, I never what? met him at all. Oh, my goodness. I thought you see Yeppe on a, like a regular a, yeah. basis. You guys no, are no. going to meet and just be like, oh, you're going to bro it so out funny. hard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, so it's not just Norway versus you, uh, you, the U.S. We also have, because our university is eight campuses, we are wow. uh, yeah. we are teaching on different places. So we are spread out also. So so Zoom and COVID also brought us together mm-hmm. uh, on, on the, from the different campuses. So uh, we have the same boss, but we are working on different kind of campuses. Yeah, I do have to say though, I think it's more productive because I'm I'm just thinking, what if we didn't have the pandemic? How would we be meeting? Would would we still be doing it by Zoom or would be mm-hmm. by phone or only yeah. by email? And I, I'm just trying to yeah. think pre-electronic days. How did um, my professors when I was going through my international program? How how did they meet? How did they set up all this curriculum? And oh, it was yeah. basically by phone. So I think. Mm-hmm. We're at an advantage, I want to say. Absolutely. Because we are able to be productive um, and still get stuff done internationally mm-hmm. different time zones. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's also one of those things where you get to know each other. And the, and the idea of, you know, one of these days we're going to Norway or yeah. another part of your team is going to come to the mm-hmm. U.S. It's it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... I- I, I I agree. Um, I think it it really forced us to operate differently, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we all came in. I think we have this trust in the process. We yeah. really and we trusted you, you know. And so Steiner, I know I had worked on the grant with you before, but oh, yeah. the implementation is so different, right? Because we wrote what we wrote, and then now it's like, oh, we got the money. And I remember you're like, yeah. how are we going to do this now that we have the money, right? <laughs> That's oh, a grant yeah. feeling. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I appreciate that we're able now to just accept that this is the way that we're going to do things. And I think we just roll with it. And yeah. that's something so nice. And now that I'm thinking about it too, Steiner, 
I, I want to bring in the personal a little bit because yeah, I think sure. all of our lives are intertwined professionally and personally at this point during mm-hmm. the pandemic. And I remember like signing on, you know, seeing Sarah's <laughs> furry friends and then yeah. your children and then mine. And sometimes yeah, my great, son yeah. would come to the screen and, oh, yeah. you know, or I'm like muting myself, covering my mouth and screaming at him like, get ready for school. <laughs> or, you know, I'm on my way to drop him off and... I, but I think that's a great yeah. point because even though we are, like you're saying, you, you were saying, Sarah, that it's more professional. We are going to make this stuff work, and we don't. It's not that personal. But on the other side, we are in our homes, so yeah. we're not meeting. our informal <laughs> with uh, with my dress on and just sitting around the table. We are in our homes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that's one of the things too. You know, just talking about differences of the pandemic is that bleed of personal and professional and Anna Lynn talking about how would we have done this before I could have seen us in a conference room as Dominguez Hills all on zoom but in the same conference room and you guys on your end doing the same thing but even then you're going to act differently right you know other folks from Norway don't want to ask that question in front of their boss but when it's just you know couple of them, couple of us, they'll ask for those clarifications or get a deeper understanding. You know, there's things I would never say in front of Dr. Fawn that (laughs) I would readily say in front of my my co-workers or look like an idiot in front of people. Um, I'm very willing to look like Uh, an idiot. That's a lie. I'm willing to do that anytime. But, um, (laughs) you know, again, there there is that bleed. There's that difference. But again, I, you know, getting to do it face to face has just been so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And also while we've been here, we've been actually producing stuff also. So we're making this podcast. We've done a lot of video stuff, but we haven't been so focused on we have to be productive because we can do that on Zoom. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have, I feel that. And that we use more time together, getting to know each other, seeing the sites, stuff you cannot do on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a virtual tour of Little Tokyo online <laughs> or something like that, but I've been there now. I've been there with, yes. with you guys. Uh, I've been taking the tours, seeing the sites, mm-hmm. visiting our students that, that is in here in mm-hmm. LA. I mean, you guys drove down Skid Row, and yeah. while you can do a you know, Google Street View of Skid Row, it's going to yeah. look different week to mm-hmm. week. And, oh, yeah. Um, no telling how many things they'll yeah. they'll blur out that you can see in person. That's right. So we use more time on the stuff that uh, is better suited for doing mm-hmm. physically, and we're getting more productive doing stuff online that suits being online. Yeah. yeah. And actually, right now, I just feel bad for the next uh, meeting because then you have a lot of people that haven't met you. Yes. We have to remember that when meeting <laughs> next up. Uh, so it's not a ton of internal <laughs> humor or stuff. Inside joke. Inside joke, yeah. <laughs> of course, because of all the side conversations, that's the other thing, too, yeah. that I appreciated with you and Trina being here and visiting yeah. is I got to know her. I got to know mm-hmm. you and having the side conversations of how's your family? What are they into? Oh, yeah. What are yeah. your interests? And even meeting the students and what they're all about. Um I actually learned a lot more about university here versus university mm-hmm. in Norway and the differences in education. And it was eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, that's how we're different. So how, and then it put me in a different mindset. Okay, how am I going to help with my module to craft it so that our students understand what we're trying to teach them as well as what our Norwegian students are going to learn from mm-hmm. us. So it helped me put it in a better frame of thought of how to, 
carve out the curriculum a little bit better. So I appreciate yeah. those side conversations that you don't get to have on Zoom mm-hmm. no. because you're so focused on getting the work done. Yeah, and, of course. You know, meeting the check marks. Right. <laughs> and I think it's also, um, I know you have mentioned Steiner and your, your students have mentioned too that even when you're not doing the work, it's still just you're always learning. You're yeah. always seeing something new, whether it's um, – just things you're not used to questioning well why you guys were talking about one-way streets the other day why are there so many one-way streets in 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 the U.S. and in Long Beach especially Um, you know those structural things that you just can't get without physically being immersed somewhere Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the things is even the people we haven't met there's just I have a different understanding of living in Norway oh, yeah. of um, being faculty in Norway and the students that I think bleeds through then into into module development and yeah. helping students on both sides just have a more robust understanding of why they should care beyond maybe getting to take an international <laughs> trip oh yeah and also just to, to add on that, just you haven't been to Norway yet. And you learn a lot of, uh, of, of what it is to live in Norway by having Norwegian students here. So internationalization is not always traveling to another place. It's also welcoming people from other uh, other places to, to your place. But we only come in the spring and the summer, right? We, <laughs> we, we just learn the nice part of living the in nice Norway. Part. I love the winter. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. I know. I do too. But I'm just imagining throwing a... Hannah and Annalyn into like yeah. a Norwegian December, just getting off the plane and grew up around the tropics. That wouldn't work. I think you guys would just nope right no. back on the plane. You'd walk down the gangplank and just be like, nope, no, thank you. I don't know though. I like the snow, but I'd like you to like see how snow. how negative degree weather is like. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to feel it. <laughs> I know that two of you guys are going to have classes now, so I think we have to uh, oh. round up. Do you have that any? went by very fast. Yes, it, oh, it did. did. Oh, it did. Yeah, it yeah. did. I feel like we can have this conversation a little bit yeah. longer too. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. No, just you know, I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, didn't know what to expect, you know, but that's when like the good things happen when you yeah. don't expect too much, and then I feel like we've been pro- productive. I would say uh, and producing things mm-hmm. and moving along, and then of course the icing on top is having you and Trina come, and I think it really like like both of you shared it reinforced and reaffirmed a lot of things and I'm just really excited like I feel like we have a friendship outside of this right we're not just collaborators I would email to check in on your kids your wife and Trina's family that kind of thing and I think it's nice to feel that way to not feel like it's just work but we're making connections across the globe and so yeah I like that feeling yeah by that thank you oh Oh, Sorry. no, no, I was just going to say uh, final thoughts are that oh, um, yeah. the goal of trying to get more students to go internationally, I think this is a great first step. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm I'm into getting students out into the world so that they get a better perspective of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so just this collaboration and just being able to get to know you, get to know Trina, the students that are here currently is just mm-hmm. You know, for me, I want to set more dates with them so I can learn more about <laughs> yeah. Norwegian students. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they get to learn more about me as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think after almost two years of us all being so in our own worlds, um, you know, talking about being at home and 
I think all of our homes are different than they were pre-pandemic because uh-huh. we've set up these little nooks and niches and bubbles for ourselves. <laughs> and the opportunity to not just step back outside of that into the day-to-day, but step back outside of that with this new perspective, with these new thoughts. Um, you know, you said at the beginning the topic is theoretically developing an international program in the time of COVID. And I think this may or may not have happened without COVID, but I think it would have just been such a different journey for everyone, the students, the faculty, um, on the importance of stepping outside of, you know, in the past your bubble was Long Beach or Mm -hmm. LA. And now it's like, no, my bubble is my living room. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's, it's kind of bursting that bubble and allowing students to have experiences that and learn things that you just there's no way to do it without talking to someone who is not just outside your bubble but in an entirely different place and time um and i think that's just such a good opportunity especially in social work yeah mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and i i would also add i think it's been very humbling like you shared you know it's just seeing steiner how he's so inquisitive like he'll ask me tons of questions when we went to little saigon the other day and okay. met with the ethnic specific agency and so i think it it feels really freeing and liberating for me as a faculty we don't have to carry our titles around right oh, but yeah. we're all learners and i think that growth mindset Mm-hmm. is going to take this project pretty far because we're, we're not afraid to ask questions and to challenge ourselves and change things up as needed, right? And I think that's a pretty good modeling for the students too because I notice how the students feel very comfortable sharing their experience, mm-hmm. asking questions and the faculty on our end as well. Um, and, and so it's been really nice and humbling for us um, on our part. So I don't think it's just you who's asking tons of questions, but we also have a lot that we don't know and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm learning quite a lot. Oh, yeah. So it's not. So thank it, you. Yeah, the, the big thing is that I feel that it's not just producing something for the students. It's no. also that <laughs> ourselves as faculty is yeah. learning. Yeah. More. We are developing ourselves right. also. Right. And uh, the project is going to be a course for the students, and students are going to te- learn a lot. But just the whole team is just learning so much Absolutely. before we are finished with the product. <laughs> yeah. that, that's so great. Well, thank you all for uh, being on this episode. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you that was lovely. Yeah.